Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. It's Saturday, February 23rd. I'm your host, Rob Fontenot. First of all, I'd like to wish a happy 45th birthday to H-Town Wiggy, my pal on uh, Twitter. And also, if you do not know who he is, there's no way you haven't seen him. Uh, He's the guy with the big clock around his neck and always dressed head to toe in Astros gear. Right there, probably about seven, eight rows up from the field. Uh, Astros super fan. That's what I call him. He might not want to be called that. But anyway, happy birthday, H-Town Wiggy. Not sure if you're listening today, but I know he does listen. So happy birthday. Uh, Yesterday, a big, big deal. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez signs with the Minnesota Twins. Officially, Marwin Gonzalez no longer an Astro. It was already official before, but this makes it more official. So Twitter was just full of Marvin Gonzalez tweets. Uh, There's a lot of broken hearts in Houston. Uh, Marvin meant a lot to uh, the Astros. He uh, was a very big part of the World Series championship. He will be missed. Too bad there wasn't room on him for the roster. Unsure why. Maybe we'll get into that. And also, pretty exciting news. I'm not sure if it's on TV or not. As far as I know, it's not. But the Astros' first spring training game today. So we'll get into all of this right after this message. All right, so let's talk about Marvin Gonzalez signing with the Minnesota Twins. Two years, $21 million. That is $10.5 million per season. Now, I don't know what his original asking price was. I'm assuming that it was more than $10 million. Because it, it is just crazy to me to think that the Astros would not have paid Marwin Gonzalez $10 million a year. They're paying Diaz, too. Of course, it's $8 million more, but I'm not sure what they started with. You have to remember Scott Boris is his agent, so I'm pretty sure he was asking for a lot. I've seen some stories about him as far as his market. Uh, I've seen anywhere between three years and $30 million. Maybe it wasn't the yearly dollar figure that turned the Astros off. Maybe it was the length of the contract. I'm not sure. Maybe it was his regression in 2018. I'm really not sure. 
But I'll tell you this. Astro fans' opinion of Marwin Gonzalez are a little higher than they should be. Now, I'm not saying anything negative about him. He's very, very well-loved. And nobody. There was a lot of broken hearts yesterday when he signed with Minnesota. I already knew he wasn't coming back. Every day, people kept posting on Twitter to bring Marwin back. And you know he's not coming back. Could he have stayed here if his asking price wasn't so high? I, I don't know why the Astros didn't give him a chance. I don't know if it was his fault. I don't know if it was Houston's fault. But 2017, we all know Marwin hit 303 with 23 home runs and 90 RBIs. 377 on base percentage. Just imagine the contract he would have gotten if he would have been a free agent after that. So last year, he only hit 247. He did hit 16 homers and 68 RBIs, 324 on base percentage. It wasn't, he did regress, but those were his second most home runs and RBIs of his career. So does Marvin Gonzalez have the stats to back up the fact that everybody thinks we should have kept him? I don't think so. Does Marvin Gonzalez hit home runs? Does he hit two two run homers in the ninth inning when we're down one to zero to the San Francisco Giants last year? Yes. He has done so many big things. One thing I've seen brought up on Twitter, people like they're bringing up things that he's done. Now, I kind of forgot about this, but you Darvish had a no-hitter going in the ninth inning, and he broke it up. He had, a, he had a grounder right up the middle, I believe, between you Darvish's legs. Breaks up the no-hitter. So imagine the ammunition or the, I don't know, whatever, ammunition for Twitter, for talking trash, for Texas Ranger fans. Uh, they'll hold that over our head. Remember when we no-hit you? Well, Marvin Gonzalez stopped that from happening. So there's things like this that Marwin Gonzalez brought to the table. He didn't bring he did in 2017. Now I was really surprised how much he fell off. But it's you might not do stuff consistently all year, but I guarantee you in a high pressure situation last year, everybody would go for Bregman. Bregman, if the game is on the line, someone's on base, we're down by one, we need someone to get a run driven in, everybody was going to say Bregman. Second choice might be Altuve, but it also might be Mara Gonzalez. And that might surprise fans of other teams, but we all know how clutch Mara Gonzalez is. Now, I've always said, based on stats, he's just as good as this other guy. But the difference is that clutch hitting ability. So something else. Let's talk about this. The biggest moment in Marvin Gonzalez's career. The thing he will be known for. And the thing 
that should put him in the Astros Hall of Fame. Just this one moment, if nothing, should put him in the Astros Hall of Fame that we've already talked about they're making. Game 2, 2017 World Series, Astros down in the ninth inning. The Dodgers, 2017, 98-0. 98 wins, zero losses when leading going into the ninth inning. Kenley Jensen pitching. There was an 0-2 count, I believe. I'm not really sure. I don't even really know how many outs there were. Could have been two. I don't know. That made it even more dramatic. But 98 and 0, the Dodgers were going into the ninth inning with the lead. Just imagine that. 98 no. That's amazing. Marvin Gonzalez comes up, hits a home run, clutch. That's Marvin Gonzalez. That tied the game at three. The Astros go on to win seven to six in 11 innings. I believe this. If Marwin Gonzalez did not hit that clutch home run, and that is the definition of clutch, the Astros would have went down two games to zero. Instead, it was one to one. Now I know that made it three to three, and the final score was seven to six, and I didn't look it up. I don't even remember how the score became 7-6. to six. I don't remember the heroics that anyone else did in that game. I don't know. All I know is Marvel Gonzalez hit a home run to tie things up in game two. We go on to win. Dodgers 98-0 when leading going into the ninth inning. So another interesting fact about Marvin Gonzalez that he's been around for a long time. The Astros, is not they're not the only organization he's been a part of, but the Astros did pick him up in the Rule 5 draft. He was the very first player acquired by Jeff Luno. The very first piece. Altuve was already here. But he was the very first piece, a Rule 5 draft. Now, as you know, you pick up a guy in the Rule 5 draft, you have to keep him on your roster or you have to give him back. So being a Rule 5 draft, I can't remember, I didn't write it down where he came from, but he was unprotected. And the Astros went out and got him. Very first pickup. So on my... Twitter page, on the Astros podcast Twitter page, I'm not there yet. I don't have a super amount of followers. But I put this poll out. Because yesterday, it was over and over and over. Marwin Gonzalez, Marwin Gonzalez, pouring. I mean, people's hearts are broken. People in Houston's hearts are broken Because Marvin Gonzalez, they should have kept him. They should have kept him. So I put a poll out. Let Let me tell you this first. My wife knows about the Astros. 
Could she tell you what Marwin Zala's batting average was last year? Could she tell you how many home runs Alex Bregman had? Could she tell you how many wins we had? No, she couldn't. But she knows enough to know these questions. So I had asked her, I actually interviewed her, and I'm trying to transfer the file to the Anchor app so I could play it for you, but for some reason it's not working, so I'm just going to have to tell you about it. I sent it to Grady so he could hear it, and uh, he said my wife was spot on. But anyway, I I asked her about him, and she said that they shouldn't have got rid of him, he can play all these different positions and that he meant a lot. So she knows what's going on. So what I was curious of or curious about is how much does Marvin Gonzalez actually mean? How much would would you be willing to part with to keep him? So I, I rattled off some names. And I asked her, would you get rid of Yuli Gurriel in order to get Marwin back? Proposed, a, let's say it's a trade proposal to the Twins. Whatever. So would you, so I asked her first, would you get rid of George Springer to get him back? And she said, no. Jose Altuve, no way. Bregman, no. Yuli Gurriel, which I thought maybe she might think this, and she said no. And that one surprised me, but this shows that she knows what she's talking about, folks. And so I ask her, I try to slip her a change here, and I ask her, uh, Justin Verlander. She thinks about it, and she says, that's entirely different. He's a pitcher. So she didn't go for the curveball. So then here's the big test. Would you give Josh Reddick up to get Marwin Gonzalez back? And she said yes. So that shows you she knows what she's talking about. She doesn't have the knowledge that a lot of us have, but she knows. She, this goes to show you that even if people don't know the stats, if you watch enough games, you know how valuable people are. So she does value him. She values him, I would say, as a starter. If you be willing to give up Reddick, then you know what you're talking about. Then he has a starter value. If Brantley could play right field or Marwin can play right field, maybe we could have him. I don't know. He signed for $10 million, Reddick's 12 We could have traded Reddick. Who knows? So like I said, Twitter, um, I did reached 25 followers on the Astros Twitter page. My original or my personal one has 80-something. I'm still nowhere near being popular. But I put a poll out. Who would you get rid of in order to get... I can't even remember how I worded it. But it's who would you be willing to lose? There you go. That's a better way to say it. Who would you be willing to lose in order to get Marwin back? My choices were Yuli, Reddick. Brantley and Correa. 100% of the votes, Josh Reddick. Which goes to show you, my wife knows what she's talking about. So, Marwin Gonzalez, very 
very well-respected, very loved in Houston. I'm not sure what he was asking for. I think it was a lot. I think it was too much right off the bat. I think once spring training got underway, I don't know when the Astros finally gave up on him. I think when they signed Brantley in left field, which was Marwin's starting position, that was the first nail in the coffin. They signed Diaz. I think that was the last one. But I honestly believe, I've said it earlier, I honestly believe if Marwin Gonzalez's original asking price was $10 million, we would have kept him. And Diaz wouldn't be on our team. But it is what it is. Minnesota Twins. I will be rooting for them. They already have Castro. I know a lot of Astro fans are like me. Wherever our guys go, depending on the situation, like a long time ago when uh, Beltron didn't stay, he was actually booed when he came back. Uh... Colby Rasmus, when he left, he left on good terms. We loved Colby Rasmus. But I, I, that's the only one I can remember is Carlos Beltran. He was the only one that left kind of in bad, bad standing with the Astro fans. But they still love Castro. He was an all-star. He wasn't that great. But they still love him. But once again, what I read on Twitter, and I truly believe this, I don't care what your stats are. I don't care what everyone else did for the Astros to win that 2017 World Series. We would not have won that World Series. We might not even have gotten there without the contributions from one Marwin Gonzalez. All right, so now let's move on to uh, some other things, and we'll be right back. Okay, so spring training. The Astros have a game today. I think it's at 11. Right now, as I speak, it's 1045, so it should be close. Uh, not sure if it's on TV. Uh, the Astros starting pitcher today, Brady Rogers. I already announced that. And so since the Astros have a game today, we are going to talk about that. It'll give us something to talk about tomorrow. I'm not sure everyone that's going to play I do have the starting lineup, or at least partial. But one thing I wanted to talk about, if you didn't watch the game yesterday, they announced that the pitch clock will be in effect for all spring training games. So at the beginning, they're just going to be on there. The time runs out, nothing's going to happen. And eventually, it's going to move to warnings. They're going to warn the pitcher that the clock ran out. But the question of what is the penalty when the clock does run out, nobody knows. I heard something about strikes and balls. So is there a possibility that you could have a full count on the hitter and the clock runs out and they give the hitter a ball and he gets to walk because the clock ran out? What if it's the batter's fault? Will they give him a penalty of a strike? 
So this is something they still have to talk about. They still have to work it out. I don't think it's going to happen, but what could the penalty be? I have no idea. They still don't know. The Players Association and the league still have to talk to figure that out. I don't know if it's going to make its way into the regular season. So what I do know today is Brady Rogers will be starting. Diaz will be the shortstop. Max Stassi gets the start of catcher. Jake Marisnik will be the DH. If anyone needs work on hitting, it is Jake Marisnik. Uh, outfield, Fisher, Straw, and Tucker. So it's pretty much going to be a young man's game. Go out there and let's see what you have. Jake Marisnik needs help hitting, and these guys need to show what they have. So speaking of catchers, there was a story on Astros.com about the Astros splitting time at catcher. Hinch said they're going to go with whoever gives them the better chance to win. And Max Stassi got a very good chance last year when Brian McCann went down. He ended up playing pitching or catching 88 games for the Astros. And at one time, I remember he was hitting over 300. One of the maybe two or three Astros at the time, I think Tyler White might have been one of them, that was hitting over 300. So I believe sometime halfway through the season, maybe at the All-Star break, he went down to 253, and in the second half he hit 153. So he really fell off the cliff. I don't know if it was because he's not used to playing in that many games. Uh, I don't know if it's the pitchers figured it out, figured him out, because there is. Maybe that's what happened to Tyler White, too. I don't know. But there's scouting reports. On a young hitter, you do well, they're going to figure out what you do good and what you do bad. They're going to figure it out. So you've got to change. So will Max Stassi change? So Torino said when they interviewed him that he doesn't want to be a backup. He came to Houston to be a starter. As for me, he is the starter. He is the number one catcher. He's listed as the number one catcher everywhere they talk about the lineup. So as far as I'm concerned, Torino's is the starting catcher. Max Stassi was also saying that he kept an eye on the JT Realmuto situation. And he should have. Because if Realmuto would have got signed, he would be the, the guy to lose his job. And that would also be bad for Chirinos because he came here to start. Maybe he would have asked for a trade. Maybe he would have asked to be a part of it. I don't know. But anyway, so we know Rogers is starting. Max Stassi, Jake's coming in. So the game is today. That'll give us plenty to talk about tomorrow. So when I thought about Jake Marisnik being the DH, I wanted to add one more story that I forgot to talk about when I brought up the fact that my wife was talking about how, she, how I was talking about how my wife knows what she's talking about. So I went on to ask her. I, I, I stopped at Josh Reddick, but what I forgot to tell you is that I told her, would you give up Jake Marisnik to get Marvin Gonzalez back? And she said, in a minute. So this shows you she knows what she's talking about. She would give up 
Tyler White, Tony Kemp, and Diaz, the new guy. She'd give up everybody on the bench or Josh Reddick to have Marvin Gonzalez back. I totally agree with it. I would have said the exact same answers that she said. Exactly where he stands. So anyway, let's go to the Altuve Pop giveaway. I think we have six days left. Uh, March 1st, we're going to announce the winner. We have seven, seven entries into the giveaway. So if you want that, 210-919-1695 or find me on Twitter, which is pretty easy. If you have Twitter, Astros Podcast or at Rob Fontenot. So one thing that I did want to point out, last year a big thing that I liked about the podcast was Mark Yu sending in his voice memos. So when I tried to put my wife's interview on here, it wouldn't work. So I'm thinking that the voice memos aren't going to happen. But one thing to look at is... I have announced before, I believe, that Spotify bought Anchor out, so things are going to change, so maybe they'll fix that. One thing I'm halfway sure about is I can send you the invitation to be a guest, so as, as far as sending you the invitation, I know the Anchor app still does that, but I don't know if it will actually work. It'll send you a link telling you that I wanted you to be on the show, and it will tell you to download the app. Whether or not it works, we're going to find out. I'm going to try to have a guest next weekend, and we've also had suggestions of having roundtable discussions. So I'm all for anyone that wants to come on the show. I don't know the limit of how many people that I can have. I mean, you can't have too much because people will not be able to speak their mind. I would say three people maybe would be a good number, maybe four at the most. But anyway, we'll we'll find out next week if that works, and we'll also find out how much the uh, app is going to change once Spotify actually takes over. So anyway, that's it. Don't forget, Jose Altuve Funko Pop giveaway, March the 1st. We only have seven entries And like I said before, 25 followers on the Twitter page. I know that's not a lot, but it's a start. So that's it for now. I do appreciate everyone out there for listening, and we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening, folks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.